0: Here is your host, Coach Jamie, um, on the Pitch Talk show. I'm going to speak about uh, the whole argument between Jürgen Klopp and Des Kelly. But somebody else decided to interject themselves as well, try to interrupt and get involved. And we both know why they did that. It was Gary Neville and, of course, Sky Sports now. I'm going to go back to the whole Jürgen Klopp thing um, with Des Kelly. He made some very good points about having to go from Turkey, which is not a short journey between England and Turkey. I think it's about four hours, three hours um, on the journey. So if you're thinking about it this way, it's a two-hour time difference. You play the game around about 11, 12 o'clock at night. Then you have to get back on the, on the plane around 4 5, or 4, 5 a.m. Then what happens from that? You've now got to go from that to maybe have a day off and then have a training session, which will probably be a recovery session, not necessarily a natural training session. And then from that, you've got an away game in Brighton. So you're going from Liverpool to Brighton, which is about a two and a half hour drive, three hour drive between the two. And it's not easy. So Jurgen Klopp was trying to make a point of where is, the, where is the time for them to rest? On a plane? After a match? On a Wednesday? Is it before before the game? Is it on a Friday? We don't know. That's the problem. Now, during the fact that there was some, there was some interesting facts that have come out, 20 to 30% of players this season have been injured more than what they would have done last season. Now, look at when the season actually started, not just in the Premier League, but all around all around Europe. All of the top five leagues started in September, and none of them have said that they have less injuries. They have more injuries because of this. So... Let's put this in the the context. With the top five European leagues, plus the Champions League, plus the Europa League, you now have an option to make five subs. The Premier League apparently doesn't. They want to stick with three. Some people have argued that there's a point of... If you only have three subs, then it still makes it competitive between the so-called smaller teams... And the bigger teams. Now, in my opinion, I don't think that's, that's right. If you're really going to look at this for player safety, not just um, an advantage, player safety, regardless of, whether it's the, regardless of whether you're in the Champions League, Europa League, whatever, the idea is that you're not just rotating, you're also kind of making sure that you've got the most competitive team out there. Now I'm going to take you back to one thing that happened, I think, it. I can't remember the the year, but Manchester United played Wolves, and the manager for Wolverhampton Wanderers at the time was Mick McCarthy. He had to make a full squad change for that match. He had to make a full squad change for that match, and yes, Manchester United went on to win it, but in the end he got sacked. Now, the problem for that was that he made a full change because he needed to rest players for the big game that was coming up. Now, if he was... The, the problem was is on that night, he was actually told he wasn't allowed to do that. And this is coming from the FA. He wasn't allowed to do that. So you can research it. I'm not lying. It's something that has actually happened. Now... If you're being, if you've got a manager who's in a relegation scrap being fined or just, I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was a fine or not, but he was, he was told. So he was, he was fined. He was fined for changing his entire team. So if he's going to change his entire team and he's going to get a fine for it, then what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Somebody's going to have something to say. Now, here's my problem with Gary Neville's point. Gary Neville mentioned that Sir Alex Ferguson has said that this has been mentioned before by Sir Alex Ferguson, and it was all to get an advantage. Here's my problem. Has he actually asked Sir Alex Ferguson what, what his intentions were? That's number one. Number two, number two... And this is where the issue is, is there might be that issue that it's come up from Arsene Wenger. It's also come up with Jose Mourinho. It's come up with Rafa Benitez. It's also come up with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. It's come up with David Moyes. It's come up with a lot of coaches who are playing games week in, week out. And it's not necessarily in one game a week. It's literally three games in the space of seven days. So where is the safety along with the competitiveness? If you're looking for the most competitive league in the world, yes that might be England, but at the same time, there is a lot of problems that go with it. So maybe if you are considering the safety of the players for this year alone, then maybe that's what we should that's what they should be looking at going into next season or going into the rest of the rest of the season. I don't even think that they've even got the so-called winter break coming up, and that's another thing that that seems to make no sense either. They had the winter break in February of 2020. This year, then we had the lockdown. Nobody knew that was going to happen. However, here's a problem with the with the whole lock with the the 2020 winter break. Some teams were allowed to play for the first week. Then some teams were allowed to play for the second week. In between that, they still had Champions League matches. So then, where was the actual break in between? And that's the, that's the issue. When you've got the German League, the Spanish League, and the, even the Italian League, so the Italians, the Germans, the Spanish, and the French, all shut down between Christmas and New Year for a minimum of three weeks they may have winter holiday training just to keep people together in again Marbella that's, that's one of the, the most sought out places to go but here's the problem they have and it's not a problem it's a solution they've had a break in between and it's given everybody a chance to go see family to go and rejuvenate to go and refresh and replenish France have won the World Cup Germany have won the World Cup. Spain have won the World Cup. Italy are now pretty much a European, uh, a Euro Nations League semi finalist. And every single one of them have had a break. England are the only ones that don't at the appropriate time. And at the same time, let's look at this. Every single time they go into a major tournament, either the European Championships or the World Cup, they are considered one of the favourites to win the World Cup or win that tournament. Yet, at every single point, whether it had been the 2018 World Cup or the 2016 Euros, there was always a point where they couldn't make it. The question is, was it down to fitness? Maybe not. Was it down to the fact that they haven't had a rest? Maybe not. But it has something to do with player safety. Because if you look at it between the end of the season and the start of the England international camp, there is about a week before the selection process begins. So they would have been playing their hearts out from August to May. Spent about a week trying to work out whether they're going to be in England's um, main team. For that, uh, for the 23 for that tournament. And then from this... Pretty much the last week of May... Whether they have a Champions League final... Or Europa League final... They will be in training... Ready to go for... The... The tournament. Have they had a break in between? Not really. The only break that they would have had... Was the international break. And even then... They would have been playing matches... And training. So therefore... Nothing has really been changed, and that's the problem. So, you have to ask yourself the question should we not be having a break in between? Des, that's, that's, the, that's what Jurgen Klopp was trying to get at. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring up Jurgen Klopp and his argument with Des Kelly is because Des Kelly, in my opinion, from what I watched, didn't listen. <laughs> he just basically said, "Well, it's not the it's not the the fault of of his employees." Okay, that's not what we're saying right now. Jurgen Klopp might be, but as far as he's concerned, he just wants you to hear hear what he's saying. There's Not much that you can do about it. And as you said quite rightly, that it should be the executives sitting down. However, the executives don't control the the fixtures, or they control. Is who is signed. That is it. Who is signed to that club. Literally that is it. And if that's all they're controlling. And they may control even more than that. But as far as it looks like. An executive just literally turns up. Gets the book signed. And then walks off. They don't really do much else. They don't have that control. Because if you go into the Premier League. Most of it is controlled by outside influence. But who started the Premier League? Sky Sports. So Des Kelly. Des Kelly. Probably should have just asked that question first and I get that you felt personally attacked because of the way that Jurgen Klopp said it. He also name-dropped Chris Wilder. Didn't need to do that. But he has a point of protecting the players. And it wasn't just Liverpool players that he's protecting. He's talking about all players. Now, if you look at it, Liverpool do have a lot of injuries at the moment, which is not, not fair. And I get that. But... A point was made by Gary Neville about, well, he's trying to use advantage and if Liverpool were to have no injuries, they would walk the league. Um, well, that's the problem. They have injuries. So they're not going to walk the league. Doesn't make any sense. And if you're putting in an FPP, um, FFP rule system and the Brexit coming up in terms of how you what players you can buy and where they have to come from and what system that's going to be brought in, then Liverpool will have a bit more of a tougher tougher time than than they actually think in terms of holding on to this um, this trophy. I think they can still do it, but the problem is is that it's going to be a lot more difficult with injuries to key players, especially when they have about nine players at the moment out, and most of them still happen to be defenders. So there's there's the problem there. Now, if you've got a twenty to thirty percent chance of players. Um, Getting more injured, then there's your there's your um, problem. The season did not start in August; it started in September. Did you have a pre-season? Not really. Some players, some teams, basically went on went to the Champions League and the Europa League. Um, and that was a quarterfinal, semi-final, and final tournament in Spain and Portugal for a lot of teams the problem was is that wasn't your two weeks that wasn't your pre-season that was basically what four or five days of, of competitive football and then when you come back if you're in the if you're in the league um, when you come back you've got what two or three weeks to self-isolate and then go back into training again or go back into competitive football as, the, as was the case with Manchester City and Manchester United moving on from that and this is, where it really, this is where it really hits home for myself. Um, I've been reading Jurgen Klopp's book for the last uh, few days, in the last few weeks. Um, Jurgen Klopp, Bring the Noise. And it's his time based on how he started in, in coaching, all the way up until now with the Champions League win and the Premier League. Well, just before the, Champions League, uh, just before the Premier League win, um, as it suggests. And this has been brought up before something along the lines of the media against Jurgen Klopp has been brought up before, and it was at his time at Mainz. Now, he was losing games heavily around that time. Or oh, it might have been Dortmund. Um, I, I need to go back into the book. I've, I have been reading it, but it's been lost on me at the, a, a little bit just simply because of the man himself, the legend that is Jurgen Klopp. He's, he's pretty much a, a character. He's a character, that's that's the one thing that I'll say. And there isn't many things in, in that book that tells me that he's not the right person to lead a club like Liverpool. Um, he brings the club together and he brings the city together. It's not just a it's not just a, a club that he, he looks at, he looks at the whole city and goes, Well, we need to bring everything together. And that's what he did at Mainz, that's what he did at Dortmund. Dortmund were pretty much on their last legs when it came to um, financial debts and he turned everything around to the point where if he goes to Mainz and he goes to Dortmund he will be loved wherever he goes, there won't be a person that won't say hi to Jurgen Klopp, not because of his fame just because of who he is and that's the difference, that's what makes him the one of the top managers at the moment um, and in the world so Yes, he was on a string, in the book it says that he was on a string of eight defeats and eight draws in the game, um, in the league, in Germany, and his, support, his chairman backed him, but the, the the question was, has he outlived his purpose? So is there another manager that should be coming in just to basically take over the reins because he's now done. He can't make he can't do it, he can't make it, he's not good enough. The manager this, the chairman basically said There isn't anybody else. We're keeping Klopp even even though. And the players believed it as well. And then they went on with an amazing run. And for three for three straight years. Mines was one of the teams that you could literally count as a Jurgen Klopp team, who basically tried their hardest to get to the top, and they did. They did. I think on the fourth, the third or fourth time of asking, they managed to get promoted from Bundesliga two to to bring uh, the the top the, the top division, and then they became one of those teams. Ah, and then they became one of those teams where they would be halfway between winning games and not winning games but then they became then they went into the UEFA Cup or Europa League as it now, now is and people were writing them off and Jurgen Klopp said don't ever write us off it's not it's not something that you should be doing and he's always proved it so what you see at Liverpool at the moment with the way that he plays or the way that his teams play is exactly what he was like at Mainz exactly what he was like at Dortmund He's galvanised an entire city to believe in what they're watching. Believe in the football that, that their teams are playing. It's not just at the club; it's also at this, It's also within the city. Everybody believes in what um, what he's doing. But the question was left after eight defeats and eight draws: Would somebody else come in? Somebody has basically mentioned in the media. How do we get a rise out of, out of Jürgen Klopp? You don't. You don't need to. He will give you one if he, if he needs to. And even then, he's not going to be that guy that's actually going to keep a grudge. He wants to just basically see the best, in, uh, best in, the, in the game. Now, I don't know what the conversation was between him and Pep Guardiola at the end of their 1-1 draw a few weeks back. But I wouldn't be surprised if the conversation was about protecting the players, should we really have five to, um, five subs. Because it didn't look like they were upset. It looked like it was a case of, well, this is what should really be, do- be happening. Now, that's my issue. That is my issue. As far as I can see it, people are trying to get a rise out of managers because the media control a lot of problems within this country. And if that's the case, then you're going to see a lot more managers biting back just simply because they can and just simply because people want to see that reaction. You don't need to see the reaction. You just need to see it on the pitch from the players that they coach. So that's simple. Now, if you're only focusing on, oh, well, we want to see his bad side. Oh, well, that's what he's really like. Then you didn't see that you didn't see that with the Des Kelly argument. What you saw was somebody who was passionate enough to focus on the problems within the country around its top sport. the fact that the safety of the players is not being fought about, and only the money is in terms of times in terms of everything else, however. I can't, I, I can't say anything for, for Jürgen Klopp. I think most people will, will disagree with what I've said, but as far as I'm concerned, this is an opinion and one that's probably shared by a lot to say the safety of the players should be the first thing that not just the Premier League, but everybody else who puts money into the Premier League should be, thought of, uh, should be thinking about. Whether it's going to be the competitiveness or not, you're going to get that because of the name. Because of the name of the club. Now, if that's not if that's what you're all thinking about and having the best players in the in the in the team, then expect more injuries. You don't have Van Dyke this season for that reason. You don't have certain players in 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 um, playing at the moment for that reason. So, well done. That's what I will say. I won't draw out any names, but well done. Listen. I'm hoping that we we can catch up at some point. We've got the, uh, the Women's Football League coming back this weekend. Big games happening, especially over this weekend. It's going to be interesting. I hope you get a chance to watch it. The Women's Football Show is back. That's one thing that I'll say. Have a great evening. Have a great afternoon. Have a great morning. And I hope you get the chance to watch as much football as you can this week. Yours truly, the coach, JBK. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on social media, dropping vlogs, blogs, videos, and podcasts on the beautiful game.